of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. Um, Kix will be here in one second. Before we get to Kix and before we get to our illustrious guest, Zach Peter of Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of uh, our Dumpster Divas, all of our listeners, all of our OG listeners, all of our new subscribers uh, for being with us on this journey. We are trying to hit 200 reviews by like mid-August. We're at about 140 right now and uh, we need your help to get us there. Uh, And some of you guys have already started to write in. Um, And as you know, um, we like to read those five-star reviews here on the podcast. So write a review, rate it five stars, give us feedback, right? It doesn't have to be all nice, (laughs) but we just want to see the five-star rating. And uh, today I want to read a review real quick from Eric Anton. Uh, the title of the review is it's just the best. Well, I already I'm loving it. Um, okay. So I love this podcast so much. Tom and kicks and their playful banter is a delight. They always have the best guests and it's just such a wonderful combination of hilarity, pop culture and thought provoking real conversations. Thank you all. F- thank you for all of the joy, Eric. That was so nice. And you know, we like to use, our shows, um, the news, the Bravo pop culture news, the dumb, the dumb reality we consume to like spark uh, greater conversations, and it's nice to hear that like that's well received. You know, we 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 try not to be like too much of like a straight recap, you know, because we used to straight recap, and I felt like it was like boring, and we were like new to the podcast world, so like we thought that's how you needed to do it. I think it's the most successful when. It's just kind of an open conversation about our favorite moments in the episode and what can spark a greater combo. And let me tell you, that happens today in this week's episode. We we I we did already record it. Um, there's greater conversations about um, sex. I think sex is what we talk about a lot. <laughs> so uh, if you are uh, a parent, okay, if you are younger than 18, okay, maybe, maybe skip this episode, but still rate us five stars. Um, but that was a lot to say to just get us to where we need to go. And that is a wonderful chat with uh, Zach Peter. Once again, he is of the podcast hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. You can follow him at just plain Zach on Instagram as well as no filter with Zach Peter on Instagram. He's got a YouTube channel. He has a wine. He's selling wine. I know. And uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Zach here in one second. <laughs> Okay, and we are back uh, with the face of Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Zach Peter, you can follow him at No Filter with Zach Peter on Instagram. Just Plain Zach uh, is his YouTube channel, uh, and that's also his own Instagram. Uh, He interviews everyone, including me and Lala (laughs) Kent. Um, (laughs) He's a superstar podcaster, and we are so happy to have him here with us today. Zach, hi, how are you? Hi, Tom. I'm doing well. I'm on a bone broth cleanse right now, so I, like, want to eat anything, but, like, I'm so excited and happy to dish with you today. Okay, first of all, I'm Kix Hamlet. Uh, Tom didn't (laughs) intro me in, so hi, everybody. Oh, hi, Kix. Welcome to the show. You didn't know this is my my show and Tom's show now. Tom. You were our guest. I know, but Kix, we're recording our intro later. Okay. So, like. (laughs) So sorry. 
Oh my god. We're incredibly professional here and we're so incredibly excited to have you, Zach, on. <laughs> you. No, but seriously, welcome. I had a blast uh, on on your pod and um we corresponded because we both uh got the opportunity to do our little Bravo Pride segment. We really made it there. Um and then uh yeah, new new pod friends. And Zach uh, really runs a business. So Zach, plug the pod, the channel, and most importantly, more than anything else, plug the wine, baby. <laughs> plug it all. Mention it all. Yes. So I host a podcast called Hashtag New Filter with Zach Peter, where I break down reality TV news and interview a lot of the stars, like you said, Lala Kent, Margaret Joseph's like housewives. And then I also do like other reality stars. This week I had on Harry Jowsey, who like made my wet dreams come true. Um, He's from Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Mm. And God, Uh so tall. He would like, I wanted to climb him like a tree. So I get to interview them almost. (laughs) Almost. Except for the fact that he was so ginormous next to me that I was like afraid he could break me. So that was the only reason he didn't get the, the too hot to handle like full level. Um, but yeah, so that's the podcast, Hashtag Nipples with Zach Peter. And it's available on all podcast platforms. But we also have a YouTube channel where I break down all of the news and reveal the episodes on there. So you can watch my pretty face because I pay a lot of money to keep it pretty because I live in yes, Los Angeles and I'm that bitch. And then an extension of the podcast, which came this year, is my new rosé line. It's a fun summer rosé. I have... Uh, four fun cans that I designed that are based off of like iconic housewives moments. So I have one that says, now tell me who go and check me, boo. I have one that says, I'm ready to mention it all. I stole Kim's goddamn house. <laughs> and um, what is the last? Oh, I'm ready to flip a table. So each of them is inspired by a different housewives moment or, you know, they also are very fitting to like our different drinking personalities. Like sometimes you're gonna be like, who go and check me, boo. And sometimes you're right, gonna be like, yeah. I'm gonna mention it all. And I usually do. That Typically, one's usually I, my go to when I'm wasted is like I like to steal bathroom signs. Well, especially mm. when I was like in college. Like I know this is <laughs> your so I still can goddamn house. Yes, that that's what that, that's gonna yeah. be. Oh, me. so they'd be perfect. Yeah, it's kind of like you know on Space Jam, OG Space Jam, where um they like give the <laughs> juice to all of the all of the like to the Looney Tunes to be like this juice is gonna make you play better and it's just water. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so then they play better, right? So I feel like no, obviously you're actually providing a service that's not <laughs> just water. There is wine in it, everyone. But when you go to grab the can, like it really is motivating you to inhabit all. that like persona. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I mean, and they're, me, boo, they, I'm ready to get feisty. It's 12.8% alcohol. So they'll get you Liddy City. Liddy City Titty. Liddy City Titty, yeah. <laughs> Clitty. <laughs> Not Clitty. <laughs> you get Liddy City and then your tongue's just going to end up on somebody's titty or their Clitty. <laughs> There we go. We love it. Um, the cans are um, so cute. I was looking at them yeah, earlier today. I just love them. I like the colors. They're just so cute. I can't. I'm like going to order them after this. Thank you. Um, well, so Zach, we must jump into our our, our Bravo chat today uh, by asking you the question we ask all of our guests, and that is, what reality television made you a dumpster diva? And when we say that, we mean what reality brought you into this genre? And in addition to that, is there a specific person, a star, a character that really got you uh, to make uh, wine cans? 
<laughs> um, see, I've been thinking about this because originally, so my gateway drug into reality TV was Flavor of Love. And like that is like golden era of reality TV. Like VH1 needs to bring that world back. They never will. Mm-hmm. They've like left the train and they're, you know, in a totally different world at this point. But I did really love Flavor of Love to the point where I even purchased the DVD, like, uncensored like uh, seasons so that I had them. I didn't even watch them, but I just wanted to have them so that I could own them Mm -hmm. and they weren't just living in the TV world. But so from that came like all the other shows, um, you know, Rock of Love, I Love Money, loved all of those shows. I think if I had to pick one person from like that world or that Mm -hmm. period of reality TV, it has to be Megan Hauserman. RIP to her career because it got ruined <laughs> by the Ryan Jenkins scandal. Um, but we, she was just like, oh about. my God, she was everything <laughs> to me. And then it's it's between Megan and this is the controversial take, okay? Because it's like okay. a it's a debate, and this is where your your listeners are probably going to cancel me. But I'm a reality TV connoisseur, so I love it for the good and I love it for the bad. So aside from Megan Hauserman, I would say maybe Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I mean, I she's a star. But people hate the Kardashians, Tom. You don't understand how yeah. anytime I say anything nice about a Kardashian, like uh, my DMs are just like ripped apart. Well, sure. I mean, they are incredibly problematic in almost every aspect of their careers and their bot figure and <laughs> all these things. But like, there's things that like, Kim Kardashian, first of all, wonderful mother. I, like, I know that is very odd to say, but I feel like she's a great no, freaking mom. She's a killer businesswoman. Like, I ride for skims so hard. Their underwear, she, their bra, everything. And I said this before, for sure, but, like, the reason, like, the Kardashians, like, all of their businesses are so successful is because they have so much fucking money that they can buy, like, the nice workshops to make these nice fabric clothes and jeans in China. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I don't know. Well I get it. I get it. She like I mean this is this is like so such an old like not new thought that I'm about to have, but like she really created something out of like the worst case scenario (laughs) and like in a way that is pretty you got to respect it you got to respect the hustle you and i know that, that that's not just her but also chris but like she figured out how she could get to where she is today and i think that where she is today wasn't something that she just stumbled upon she actually like wanted this for herself you know and like she really really thought about like how can i be and probably with the help of chris like how can i be a mogul you know mm-hmm. and she yeah. she went through a lot of nonsense to get there, but she's there. And like, and that's why I love her as like a reality star, because you've seen so many people get a reality show that was popular, that was famous, that, you know, made them famous or whatever, but they never really leveraged that beyond anything else. You know, they kind of just stayed in that lane and didn't know how to grow it. Didn't know how to capitalize off of it. And she did it. They had a reality show for 20 years or for 20 seasons, 14 years. Like who can do that and say that, you know, that person's not talented or that person's not smart or that person's not a good business person yeah obviously they made multi-millions of dollars off of what started as just a a pilot for ryan seacrest (laughs) i mean 
Is it millions? It, it, how many millions? They wonder. Uh, oh, you know, like, she's worth a billion, right? And not yeah, like the ripoff yeah, right. Kylie Jenner. She's like, yeah, made it to a billion last year. But I'm sure like the Kardashian keeping up with the Kardashians as a brand probably made a billion dollars. Oh, I'm sure. Well, the yeah, I mean, the family is worth a billion and more, yeah. is, is, is certainly. But like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And now I want to now talk about the first person you mentioned because Megan mm-hmm. from Rock of Love season two. Okay. For those that don't know, that's where that, that was where her, her star was born <laughs> in the house in uh, uh, Los Felix where they filmed Rock of Love season two. <laughs> and um, she is everything. And she was on I Love Money. I love Megan. I thought she was so fucking funny on Rock of Love. She's like one of those like ditzy blondes that like is like gets humor to me. Like she gets how to be funny and like she won my heart on rock of love. And I really think I love money needs. It's like re like, like redo here on VH1 because it was such a good reality show. I it really, I mean, they did even charm school was great. Oh like God, they yeah. just oh God, really knew how to capitalize that. What was it? Um, 51 minds. Like they were just so smart about, capitalizing off of the moment and not like trying to extend it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Who, who else from um, like the Isle of Money verse uh, do you, do you love? Lacey. Um, yeah. Lacey's goals. I've interviewed, I like, interviewed all of them like last the year. Um, yeah. It was so fun to, and then I like ended up in beef with all of that, with, with one of them, but like, you know, it was, it was fun to like relive that, that childhood of mine, but like now be an adult and get to like act like I'm one of the reality stars because they're dragging me online. Work. Yeah, get, <laughs> I kind of want to get dragged by a reality star, you know, like it is kind of like a, a, a rite of passage when, when you create platforms like you, like we're trying to do here and you're successfully doing like, like getting in, getting in a headline or getting in trouble. You know, I always say all press is good press here on dumpster pod, which, you know, We'll see. Kicks, kicks struggles with that concept. <laughs> Listen, you guys, the headlines last a week. You'll survive. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what, that's my thought of it. So I mean, okay. So um, not to bring this to someone who really, really fucking sucks, but okay. Kelly Dodd posted a video the not the uh, cameo she made, but she posted a oh, video well, on um that Kiki Takashame reposted about. She just keeps bringing, like, you're talking about how headlines last a week. She literally keeps bringing headlines that were, like, a year ago. I'm like, girl, if you want to stop having people to talk about you, then shut the fuck up. The My favorite part was her saying that, like, she was like, I get Google alerts every day. I'm like, of course this <laughs> dumb bitch has Google alerts still set on her phone, even though she's a washed up housewife. <laughs> I'm just she she loves it like she yeah. said it in those three yeah. those those couple words right at the top of it she's like I wake up every day to these Google alerts and I'm like oh my god and and I and would I have Google alerts absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like yeah but like it's just funny like of course Kelly Dodd is like scrolling the internet to find headlines about herself to bitch about like that's and one day the headlines are gonna stop coming that's She'll, gonna be the real sad day but she keeps bringing that's, them up. No, but what what happens when there's nothing? She's gonna say you know, five like, years to go to the day. 
Right. Oh, like an old. Oh, she's yeah. Keep bringing up the old ones. I mean, <laughs> yeah. probably, like some of them just don't know when to let go. I, and I mean, I think it's like especially hard when it's like the fresh firing because then you're like, oh my god, I'm not gonna have the platform anymore. So now I really need to be like hyper involved so that I don't right. lose this success instead of thinking about like, okay, this is gonna fade. Let me just focus on what's coming next. What do you think right. the show she's filming is about? Not to talk about Kelly Dog because this was not on the list. I want to be I very. I think you clear. might know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, if anything, it's probably. If I could, you know, take a wild guess, it's probably a pilot or a something that she's trying to shop, like something about her life, probably as a businesswoman, or she's probably going to try to do a Vanderpump Rules because that's the trend. All the reality stars are like, I have a business like Spencer and Heidi. Oh, my God. Talk about iconic reality oh, stars, Tom. There you go. There's this, the, another one to add to the list. Um, yeah. They're trying to shop their own, you know, Vanderpump Rules style show about their crystal business. So <laughs> I would imagine it's either going to be a reality show about her and Rick or it's going to be about, you know, a, her and her business that she's like, you know. Yeah. Trying to do Vanderpump. I do think Candy's um Vanderpump Yes, Rules Vanderpump thing. Rules version is going to be fun. I I mean, I don't know that for a fact to be totally clear, but I am excited about that. Yeah, it was that you're going off no information, no, but none, I too other think other than it'll be fun. maybe a name. <laughs> I don't even know if they gave us a name. No, they don't we don't No, 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 no. Um is it maybe it's just called OLG. What's, what's Blaze? No, it's oh is it OLG or is it Blaze? I think it's OLG. Or just all of them. Or all of it. But OLG is a franchise, I know that, or they have more than one right. location, so I could see them doing that. Yeah. No, I I, I wonder where um, Kelly and Rick's ideal um, Kelly and Rick uh, show is, like on you know, Fox or I don't think Fox it's on News. anywhere. I think they're trying <laughs> to No, it. No, I know. Where I'm do you saying, think it'll like, live? What would their ideal network be? Like Trump's new network he's making? Oh. <laughs> it's going to end up like on WeTV or no, TLC. Yeah. Or Roku Originals, which is apparently a thing as oh, of... My oh, my no. Did you see show. that Demi oh, Lovato? Oh, belongs there. No, they, they, they do really belong there because they really took a turn in the past six months. Like, I just... I, I wish that they weren't... Like, I, I want them to take a moment, breathe, okay? There's a lot going on. And I don't know that we need a camera in our face, like, at all times when there's darkness, you know? I mean, they're booked and busy. Podcast, TV show. I didn't even know Rogue. There's a podcast? Mm-hmm. It's called 3D. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, Demi. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I mean, there you go. <laughs> um, well, let's jump into our wives, yes? Yes. Um, so I want to start. So we're going to start with Potomac. We'll hit New York and then we'll wrap up on um, the mid-season trailer heard around the world. <laughs> um, so Potomac, um, we're in our second episode. We did uh, talk about Potomac last week. We didn't get to talk about New York last week. Um, so I thought this was a n great hour and a half of television that I got to watch. I like well, could watch these women do anything and they continue to be like some of the funniest women we have on uh, Bravo, I think. Thoughts? It's so good. I mean, last season was great, but this season, like just their dynamics, the way they throw shades so easily and effortlessly, their the way that they carry themselves, like it's per, it's everything you want in a housewives show. You know, mm -hmm. like nobody's yeah. shitting on the floor, <laughs> nobody's like you know stealing money from burn victims. Like it's just it's so good the way they can just like not do anything but like carry a show so well. Right, and like the. 
in the early seasons of Atlanta and well, let's just focus on Atlanta for a second because they did this so well is, or OC is another good example where the drama is about things that don't matter. Mm. Right. They're about like, they're about like someone didn't invite me to a party. Someone like off, someone stole my seat at the Mexican restaurant. That's Um, also (laughs) why I love summer house so much is that it's truly about nothing in their fights and up until last season, we're really unimportant. And that's what I am, like, liking about Potomac always. Always. Yeah, because the, the the fight between Giselle and Karen is, like, is deep. But it's deep. It's it's shallow enough to, like, laugh at still. You know, we, we're not getting to real darkness. Like, that's where it's hard on some of these shows. When we enter into the dark, dark, it, stop, it stops being fun and starts getting real. Uh, not till you know. Real I mean, but last season ever. was got a little dark. Oh God, last season it did, was but it did, and I also thought that last season wasn't fun for yeah. some of it. And I, I love Potomac; it's my favorite. Last season was literally riveting, but I thought that post uh, barn brawl we had a bit of a uh, slump because they were trying to like figure out what on earth are we going to do. Talk about, because, I mean, like, to be totally honest, and like I'm sure they didn't want to talk about anything else but that fight you know because that's all that mattered at that moment which I don't blame them for so it's like it's refreshing to watch the season when Mia and Wendy are like pettily fighting about like work they've gotten done like (laughs) it's a blast I'm having a blast with the Mia v Wendy of it all and then Mia like okay do we think that Mia I want to jump into Mia's um, clip. Wait, okay. Before we jump into the clip, (laughs) Zach, what, What? how do you feel about Mia on um, joining the Potomac ladies? Oh, I love her. Mm -hmm. I think she's great. I love her. I think she is just like just the right amount of like delusional and ditzy, but like also can carry herself in a fight. She throws shade. She came in hot. It was a little too hot to handle, but I was like, all right, let's see where this takes us. Yeah, I I'm really enjoying her presence. Like, she, she's great. And I, so, so <laughs> Ashley, pregnant and all, horny, horny as fuck. Jesus. Let's Ashley. Every time, every time Mia brings up her clit, Ashley has questions. Right? She's like ready. She's like, I want to talk about she that said, because I'm so clit. horny. Okay, <laughs> let's say let's talk about the clit. <laughs> so Ashley brings up at this party. She's like, Hey Mia, so like you. You just said you had uh, three, like, C-sections. But, like, usually people that have, like, uh, uh, clitoral plasty, like, are doing that because of birth. So, like, like everything good? <laughs> and, and she's like, oh, I just get it in a lot. And then later we find out that she might have been a stripper. And the women are like, is that how the bean wore down? I, literally... <laughs> There's nothing that drives me more insane than when people talk about it as a bean. It's disgusting. Like, as someone who proudly has a clit, like, it's so gross to me. (laughs) Well, well, Candace said, had the line of the episode, she goes, not the busted ass bean. (laughs) God, she's so funny. Okay, but but what I want to get to here is, do we think that she... I want to know why she got the clit done, and then I also want to know... Is she a stripper, do we think? And are the two related? I think she, I think she probably was a stripper. Um, I don't know if that would be the reason her clit would take a beating. Like, if you're a hooker, then I thinking. get it. Because, you know, it's getting very active very often with multiple sizes. And I'm pretty sure people pay premiums for, you know, some extra <laughs> fists up there. But 
I don't know if being a stripper would necessarily like, like I get it. You have to make it clap, but that doesn't really. Okay. Right. So like, I have w- some women ride bicycles. Say. So parents, okay. uh, mom and <laughs> Is dad. Is the one person with the click. Can you please yes. clarify? Yes. Take the floor. So mom clip. and dad, please skip ahead about, let's just say two minutes. <laughs> they should have. Oh, hi mom and dad. Welcome <laughs> to the conversation. They turned it off yeah. after they heard their daughter say clit. So, um, okay. So my confusion lies multiple places so penetrative sex you are close to a clit but you're not like hitting the clit no so i'm like she must they must if it's just from sex there has to be other things involved like a vibrator or fingers things like that that when she was like we just get it in a lot i'm like that's not your clit honey (laughs) so that's confusing because the stri- There's impact, but like it's not direct. No, I mean not really impact either. Well, like a, a like a <laughs> like a pelvis like could tap, hit it. Right? A little tap. Yeah. yeah, it's just not Depending that on intensive. How your body's like penetrative right. sex, you don't really get to the clit. I hate. Maybe this. he means yeah. oral sex. Right. So maybe there's like some other. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like maybe there has, has a cat to be tongue. some other. Not a cat. <laughs> not tongue. a cat tongue. G with the big ass cat tongue. I love that he's just G. G. No, but okay, the stripping part. I'm like, so if she was, I've never, I've pulled dance once for, it was like we took a class for a bachelorette party, which was very fun. Okay. But you're like, clit isn't on the pole. Like, right. It doesn't make sense. I, all of them are pointing to like the worst like parts of it, like, like the, like the least likely. My theory like, is solutions. that she just didn't like how it, look yeah. sometimes clits can be oh. larger than others so she i would assume she just like was like no i just want it f- like di- looked looks different i was thinking it was more like a like a enhancing like she just wanted it to feel she she felt that she like as zach sips, sips his bone broth of the words <laughs> <laughs> i think that i feel like she just wanted to like feel more and maybe just had something done to like feel more because people get it pierced to feel more <sighs> I don't know. I've never had my clit worked on. I mean, well, if the day comes when I need my clit worked on, then, you know, I'll, I'll be yeah. yeah, thank you. I will. Um, so we get this, like, really shady scene of Giselle's house. And, like, Robin's talking about how the, the house looks so ugly from the outside, which I was... <laughs> I, I hard, hard agree on that. Um, and we also get this amazing Giselle scene at the house with the daughters that I... brought... I think I, all of us so much joy I where she just read that woman th- so fucking much. They were like, mom, you don't know how to be in a relationship. <laughs> True. Her daughters make me like her more. I, I'm not like a Giselle stan just because I find her so mean that I just can't really like get behind it sometimes. But when it, there's scenes with her daughters, I'm just like, I get why people love this woman so much because her daughters are so endearing. <laughs> yeah. What, what, where are you at with Giselle, Zach? Do you like Giselle or are you like more of a, a Karen girl? Or are you equal opportunist? Uh, I mean, I appreciate what they both bring to the table, but I think I probably like Karen better than I like Giselle. I just think she loves to call other people out, but is also like very much big on her own deflection that I'm just like, I know. Right. It's a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. So, I mean, Eye roll for me. Yeah, especially last reunion. It was just like, Jesus, like, look inward. Please, God. <laughs> yeah, look at your clip. <laughs> well, we all, we all, 
you know what? A lot of men should take. Yeah, put that on an inspirational canvas. How's your clit doing, Tom? Has your clit? Do you need any surgery down there lately? Mine's fine. I'm just saying. I think that like straight men could afford to have a couple more conversations about clits because I don't think all women get get their due in the bedroom. (laughs) No, it kicks. Oh, yeah. I have no words. She was having flashbacks. <laughs> I was having flashbacks of lack thereof times. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, Mom and Dad have skipped this entire Oh, my God. They episode. just not. We'll I, just tell I them not to, to listen. God, but if listening. we tell them, they will. No, but if we tell them not to, they will. Dad will. And then we'll not sleep that night because he'll be like, <laughs> my daughter, my poor That's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ashley gets... Um, this conversation with Karen, well, well, two, two things, one conversation with Karen where she's breaking down like what Sing Sing is, right? Where she's trying to quite put together what all these reads are that Karen was saying. And Karen really has no words for anyone who has questions about, about this read. And she essentially alluded to on Watch It Happens Live. She was on Danny Pellegrino's podcast, like essentially saying that like, she just thought it sounded funny. Which is so bizarre oh to me. God. I'm like, like who's just like, let me throw out random words because like they're prison. funny. I mean, Sing Sing is like one of the biggest prisons in the world. But she didn't know that. No, she she said no she fucking didn't, clue. She had no, that's what I mean. That's like, who just like is like, I'm going to throw out an insult that I don't even, I'm just going to throw words. So last week, Taria was saying on, on here that um, supposedly like something happened where Giselle, allegedly, this is all alleged, 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 that Giselle went to, had to be, had to go to like a hospital to be checked in because she had like a, a mental Mm -hmm. break after like a cheating thing happened with Jamal and, and after one of the big Jamal incidents. And so apparently the word in the street is that what Karen's trying to get at is that she had to go away. I don't like that. Somewhere. And that it was, and then she, she, you misused the term sing sing when she meant like, you need to figure out why you had to like go away because I of wish a man. she would have just kept that to herself because that's just, that's so fucking rude. Who, Taria? No, not Taria. <laughs> I'm saying Karen. No, I know, I know. Well, I, yeah, agreed. But also, once again, this might not be the case, but like, this is something that Taria had heard that she brought up, brought up here last week. Worth a thought. We always like some 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 rumors here. Um, no, but we also get this iconic scene of Ashley and Karen at Ashley's apartment, and Ashley speaks a lot about her. Um, you know how the we're a lot of sex talk here on Dumpster Drive today um, about where and how sex is happening with Michael, um, and that holes are being used. I watched the episode again today. At first, I thought that she was pleasing him orally, but I realized that. It's a it's a different place. She's penetrating him like his boys on Grinder do, <laughs> or that. There you go. I, I can't I, listen to her talk about sex with with that man, Michael Darby. That's all I have to say. <laughs> it's hard to think about. It's hard to think about. I will say though, after the episode, I did look up um, all of the. <laughs> Because I watched it last night at like 10 p.m. And so then I went to bed and I was like, I don't want to think about Michael Darby. Um, So I was like listening to a podcast and then I couldn't go to sleep. And then I started looking up 
um, serial killers that had been to Sing Sing. Because I was like, it's crazy that these women are talking about Sing Sing and have no clue what they mean. Well, who's been? Tell us. Albert Fish. Okay, who's that? So he was a cannibal in the like 1930s or 20s in New York City. Okay. Um, Has very famous letters that he would write to. This is so fucked up. He would write to the parents of the people that he killed about how he'd want to eat them. No. Are you kidding me? No, he was there. Yeah, it's gross. Son of Sam was there, another famous like New York City killer. <laughs> There's some really weird ones. There's one this woman that um And then Giselle and just Giselle, there with yeah. all that. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it back to Sing Sing. I just it was on my mind. <laughs> well there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Kix, for Culture. that. Um now to wrap up our Potomac talk, I just want to talk a little bit more about this newlywed game. Had a blast, right? Out of all the men, who are you loving, Zach? Ooh, um, I really like Wendy's husband. I really and like Eddie. Wendy's husband. Eddie, yes, yes, yes. He's a cutie and he's sweet. Mm-hmm. And I love Wendy. Wendy's like my favorite on the cast Me too. right now. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, she, she, I, I like Wendy a lot. I, I'm I like seeing... the new Wendy better than last. Like her new face, her new tits, her new ass, like everything. She had a real <laughs> upgrade. She had an iPhone under... upgrade. They plugged yes, her in and, and left her overnight and she's back. <laughs> And she's understanding the assignment, you know, like she's getting the gig. Yeah, she's like, I auditioned and got the part during my season uh, one reunion, which I said, I was like, Whitney, not Whitney, excuse me. Wendy is talking so much and bringing it this reunion because she's coming back for season two and she's coming hard. And here we are. She's doing great. I also could take a spinoff of her family and her. Let's not push it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, oh, I don't know what, what I just you're liked them at there. dinner. Talk them, her mom There's, talking about how you're going to pay for my boob job is pretty iconic. They're sweet, yeah. <laughs> Very sweet. Um, they they are sweet, but once again, I I very rarely think the family spinoff works, and I'm very rarely, I mean, I think I I actually don't think it ever. I mean, does, Kim Zolciak is the only one that got successful from it. But that doesn't mean it worked. Like, I don't think it's good. No, show. I didn't work. Like, she made Bethany had hers and that was a good show and that was successful. That's true. That one did work, I guess. I guess I'll give it to and her. her husband because it also did ruin her. her yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruined I don't know if the show ruined her marriage. Sure. I mean, he was a <laughs> massive dick. So <laughs> talk about yeah. Sing Sing. He, yeah. he could, he could he can go to Sing Sing. He can go to and Sing Sing. Yeah. Um, so uh, any other thoughts on Potomac? I want to jump into to Roni. I'm excited for the season. Candace is like turning all of these women are turning looks hard. in their interviews like yeah I mean her 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 orange eye mm. thing is a little bit much for me it's, I like the um like lob if you will with like the curls yes. at the end uh-huh. yes I I think I think the if you took the orange eyeshadow or the orange eyeliner out, we would be in the clear. I think that was a that was a last minute add on that someone should a gay should have told her don't do that. They probably did it because they're like, oh, this is gonna look so good, and then they forget that it translates different on camera and it looks so bad. And then if you notice, there are some like confessionals that she does with Chris next to her, mm-hmm. and the orange isn't it's as lighter. intense. So yeah. at some point, somebody <laughs> saw this the camera and was like. <laughs> We need to fucking fix this because that's not working for you. No, you look crazy. 
I'm excited for Chris V. Candace in this uh, managing role because they already like fight and have tiffs. I just can't imagine it going in a great way as Chris as her manager. I mean, she has a fun song out, so maybe it is working. Drive, drive back, drive back is good. Okay. I, I like listen to it. Like it's like on my Spotify. And go on that you drive back. Drive back. It's like good. I'm I, I'm here for it. Um if you haven't listened to Drive Back uh stream now. Candace is not <laughs> sponsoring this podcast. I wish she would though. Um no, let's jump into Roni because uh I actually thought we had a a very good Roni episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know you're mad. You're mad and at the season. I'm like a little easier on it. I just think that there was a bit there was a bit of a like I, I there's something about it. I Leah was not so like unbearable to me this week. Um, which she she's been weighing so. me down. Are you kidding what? me? Her fake crying at dinner about Ebony's grandmother passing. I was like, please God. Oh, I thought that her her whole Sonia, like trying to help Sonia, I thought was like a nice look on her, like like actually genuine and not trying to make TV. And then like, oh, my God, why are we having like we've dragged this fucking story like this is the oldest storyline in reality TV. Oh, you're drinking too much on camera. You must be an alcoholic and you need to go sober. Like we've seen this happen so many. I don't think Sonia is an alcoholic. I think when you're in that environment and when there's alcohol supplied to you and you're encouraged to drink and cause drama, that's exactly what you do. Like Dorinda wasn't a drunk. Dorinda just had issues that she was going that had that was were coming out on camera that she wasn't dealing with. See, I I'm going to agree and disagree with you because I think that I, I think Sonia borders on having a problem because having a problem, I think doesn't just doesn't mean that you drink every day. Like it, it comes in different forms, right? Like I think that her react, some people's reaction to alcohol is just like, can be troubling. And I think that's what's happening. I'm not saying that she has a problem, but I'm also not, I don't think the relationship is like her problems great. in her life mm-hmm. is what it is. And alcohol sure. is just like her way of kind of dealing with whatever she's not dealing Like the fact that she can't move on from her townhouse, she can't move on from her old life. Like that's the issue. That's the meat of it. That's the core that we need to break into and heal that. And then she won't have as disastrous of an issue with alcohol. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I agree. And the environment doesn't help her. I think housewives, I think her time on housewives may need to end soon because it's not healthy for her. You know, she's in this inflated world where you have all these gays that are like, oh my God, you're a queen and you're amazing. And then, you know, people, and then you're in this world where you're encouraged to drink and to fight and to, you know, be sloppy and messy and shit on the floor because it's praised. Right. And honestly, I do want to give props to Leah and Luann for like, making that sober journey on on like this franchise because i cannot imagine it's easy at all it's not it can't be easy in real life period but then to do it like on camera and like in the public eye like and be so strong about it i i I, I literally criticizing you for being sober like people are so mad at this season because they're like i just want drunk antics and and it's like the reason you're not getting that all the time is because there's two people on the show that are sober, so newly sober and trying very hard to make their lives better. And so it's like, 
I can't imagine not, that that's helping the situation of like yeah. knowing after you go on the show that people are going to now shit on you for getting your life together a little bit. So, but not all of our shows involve drunk antics. Like Beverly Hills very rarely does. I know, and but like, I just have seen people be like, I miss the drunk antics of like Roni and stuff like that, especially like in the last episodes episodes before this where there was a lot of discussions rightfully so about like the state of the world and especially the u.s right now they were like why can't we just have the girls wasted and at dinner and it's like i don't know you see what i'm saying just but yeah i do but it's just not go ahead zach no, I mean, like, I see both sides of it where, I mean, I don't need you to get, like, shit-faced drunk. I mean, as much fun as it is to see Luann, like, crash into a bush, like, that's, you know, amazing television that I'll replay, you know, that like, rent <laughs> free in my head on TikTok. But, yep. like, at the same time, it's also, I don't know, it was a very just interesting choice to decide to go sober on the show. Especially because I don't think Leah or Luann really, again, have an issue with alcohol i just think you know this is part of it especially for luann i think this is just part of what she thinks she needs to do as a storyline because this worked for her in the past when she had to do cabaret and she got arrested and then we found out then she was even sneaking drinks off camera um and i think i've seen a lot of reality stars do that where they play this persona on camera where they're trying to say that they're sober but they're really not entirely sober but what it is is they're using it to control themselves on camera because it's gotten so out of hand where they've had those drunk moments and those drunk antics where they're just trying to self-produce themselves at this point and you know i don't know i think this season of roni is trash and i stand by that (laughs) (laughs) i think it's It's just i think it's fine i'm just like again i'm not really that stressed about it because like it'll always be my favorite franchise like that potomac and atlanta like even Atlanta was boring last season. Potomac was about one thing last season. It's still going to be top three for me. Well, I, I, I've said, I've said, I think I said this on your podcast, Zach, but like, I just think we need to continue to like put like our blame from the Bravo community needs to put blame on Bravo. Yeah. yeah it's the not the women. They're putting, I know. And I know you don't feel that way. I just want to reiterate that because like people are, are just are so ruthless to these women and pointing fingers at, one or two of them being like, it's your fault. It's your fault. And it's like, it's like you realize that they are paid to just try and be the best they can. These people are not actors. Like these people aren't like, they're not, they didn't go to school for like, like they've just been filming a reality show. So like when things aren't working, like they're not, oftentimes they're not smart enough to know how to fix it. Right. The way they think how to fix it. No. And the way they think they to fix it is by, is by like, throwing a glass, getting wasted, doing things like that, because that got them laughs last time. Yeah. And the group is not the same anymore. Right. So we can't operate under the same like drunk antics like we could when it was Dorinda, Bethany, Tinsley, uh, Ramona, Luann and Sonia. Right. Like that group really did well in party settings because there was kind of different types of like drunks and like different types of like, like, some of them didn't drink as much as others and they just, they looked like they were having fun together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This group is a new group of friends now. Be- like Luann and Ramona are trying to become, f- are pretending they're friends, right? Like these are people that used to be enemies. Right. So they're really trying to make this dynamic that 
is not real. Like they mm-hmm. can't, they're not a group of girlfriends that would go to Salem for a girls weekend and get drunk. Like they were right. in season nine and when they were a group of it, girlfriends that went to Tequila, Mexico to get and drunk. It's the right. Same it's a thing different group. I've, again, I've said this before. It's the same thing we saw on Salt Lake. Obviously the first season, it was like, these women aren't friends. Like <laughs> they're just right. throwing they people in Vegas a, trip. a bus and throwing them on an airplane and making them hang out with each other. And they're not necessarily like, down really happy to do it but it's their job but yeah i just like i went on i don't know why i did this but i sometimes i read instagram comments and i know that it's i shouldn't because oh god why people are, not, not on, on ours you mean like on like celebrities but like on um reality blurb they posted something about ebony and she commented on it which i appreciated and then they posted something again i think today and people were commenting on it and be like I wish she wouldn't talk so much about race. I wish she would just shut up and like, I wish these women would drink more and just get back to old Roni. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, why are you, what's, what's the point of saying that? It's not her fault. Like she is a black woman. She's showing her real life on TV and like things change because we have new cast members. Like, Yeah, and I think people don't realize how produced these shows actually are. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. the women are being themselves in these moments, but, like, the moments that they're in are produced. Like, when they're out there filming in Salem, the producers are telling her, this is your call time, this is where you go, this is what you're going to do. And oftentimes, going into that, they're like, okay, these are the items that need to be discussed at this table, at at this dinner, because this is where the storyline has been the past couple of weeks. This is where we think it's going to go. We need to have closure Mm -hmm. to this conversation that didn't happen last week. Like, a lot of that is, is, um, you know, massaged by the producers and then is chopped up by the editor. So the package that we're getting really isn't on the women at all. Mm-hmm. So if Ebony is talking about race too much, that's not on Ebony. That's on the producer, her producers that were encouraging her to have certain conversations or encouraging her to go after Ramona when Ramona's trying to avoid a conversation. Because at that time, I'm pretty sure they really thought that that's something that needed to happen on Roni because of the climate of the world that we were in. People also forget, like, that's what everybody was talking about in those months. Like, that, like. Right. Yeah, you see a heavy time on the show, but like it was a heavy time in the world. You're watching what was happening back in last fall in America. That's a great point that I think people are forgetting as as the world is like in a different as the world has evolved with COVID since then. And and as people are are starting to understand what it's like to be non-white in this country, like we think that we get COVID. We think we get Black Lives Matter now. And we look back on things and be like, I can't believe I ever did that. I can't believe I ever said that. Right. And so we're looking back on a capsule, a a time capsule. Right. And while this was only last fall, think about in the grand scheme of the world, what has happened since last fall? Yeah. Like, like think about what has like happened since the election. Right. Like that seems like years ago. And that, and so we have to give these women a break, I think, because it's like, we expected them to film when in New York, when at, we we live in New York here. And like at that point in time, New York was so bad we like with COVID going that like to close we, again. Yeah. Yeah. We were like on the, we weren't going anywhere anymore. Like at that, when they're filming right now, like we had returned to essentially like lockdown, not forced lockdown, but a lot of people were not going out to dinner anymore. We're not doing things because the cases were getting near where they were in the beginning, you know? And so it's like, we're, we put, 
and and now we're so we have we're so critical on them we're like why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and it's like well you know they're doing they are doing their best Mm -hmm. and then also with ebony it's like if, if we're like let her we're like have more fun it's like well no one's letting her have fun, right? Like we're not like the the fan base isn't right. The the women aren't really so like. How are we supposed to expect someone to be fun? You can't just you can't look at someone and be like, have have fun. Stop. You're not having fun. Like like that. I would just go home. Like that's not gonna make me want to like have fun, right? So we can't force these things on these people. And I do think that like in the next season or two, where I think we're in a slump as a lot of franchises go through. And I think we'll, we'll the, these women will will figure it out. Yeah. Thing, things have to ebb and flow. I so. do want to. We all have a rough season or a bad season or a lull season, and like yeah. I give Roni that grace, but I'm still not going to acknowledge that it's not a bad season. No, 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 no. no. I, I thought this episode. I I enjoyed watching this one more than I've others. I do think the season is 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 uh, a solid C minus. Wait, but. something I do want to comment on um, before we move on about. Zach, you brought up the producing, and I think that's such a good point. And I think we're seeing it more in these COVID seasons about yeah, how where they, have to. they have to work. The producers have to work so much harder to make these women do things together. Um, and it's so interesting because now we have this recipe that we're seeing on every single franchise where each person is now filming it. It's like, this is my trip. This is my event. This is my dinner this is my trip it goes in like this formula of we're just going to pass the baton from we did that we started with sonia's dinner and then we did ebony's dinner and now we're or right. then we went to the hamptons you know what i election mean election party and, the, and yes, now we're on leah's yeah. trip you know it's i feel like beverly hills because they have so much content with er, the whole erica shit right now they're not really doing that but like we saw that a lot we're seeing that in potomac too and we saw that a lot yeah. in Atlanta it, as well. So it's like it's reading so produced, especially yeah. in COVID, because, of course, I mean, they can't just go out and <laughs> eat. live their lives yeah. now. I know. Yeah. I think we forget it. Like, I think we I think we as viewers, when we watch these shows, like we we know better because we are we have podcasts. But like <laughs> a lot of times, like I watch pre podcast life, pre reading blogs you just like forget what time of day it is that they're filming. Right. You, you just like, you're like, this is today. You, you like yeah. in the beginning days of us consuming reality. Right. Like we, we watch the shows and we're like, this had to have been like recently. Right. Like you don't really yeah, know you don't because know. you weren't reading headlines and things like that. So there's a whole, there's a whole group of Bravo holics, right. That operates still in that world, which seems insane to us because we're like on Instagram all day reading headlines and things. But there's a lot of people that operate that way, and you know, we, we need to remind them because <laughs> it's filmed in a different time. Okay. Um, well, let's jump into the the reason for Oof. the season. It's a two minute long. It was the two minute highlight of the my, the past seven days. Uh, the Beverly Hills mid season trailer dropped uh, this afternoon, right before we started recording this, and. I'm a little lost for words, so I'm going to let Zach take take it away with his uh, first thoughts on it. Oh, I mean, I was like shaking and like on the edge of my seat and had to watch it again and again because it was just it was everything that we've been waiting for. And I'm so excited to see this all finally play out. You know, everyone, when we saw the original trailer was so critical and they're like, the women aren't holding Erica accountable and Erica's not talking and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
they had to tease us enough to make us want to tune in. And now we're getting into the meat of it. You know what I mean? And so it looked good. The Garcelle versus Dorit stuff. Sutton's annoying me a little bit. And it sounds like she's not going to get any less annoying as the season goes on. Um, But I mean, it looks like I cannot. I have my popcorn and my rosé ready. I fucking can't wait. It looks so good, y'all. I, the whole, I, I, I love that we got a new part of the scene with Erica coming for Sutton. Because the first part of the scene is like, wh- what did she say in the first trailer? It was like, don't do. Sutton uh, was like, don't. she say? Like, don't. Oh, or what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you don't want to. She like threatened her yeah. or something. But this one, we get like, I will ruin your life if you call me a liar ever again. And I was like. <laughs> Bone oh chilling. God, this is Bone everything. chilling. Like, and not for nothing, but she is an ice queen. Like, though, like we saw it in this mid-season trailer. I'm talking about Erica Jane, not Sutton, of course. But, like, she is, like, stone cold. And then she has one single tear. that, And she's screaming at her friend to look at her. And it's just like, well, we're acting, honey. We're going to look back on this season like in years to come and be like, this was a wild moment on, on Bravo. They're really delivering all these women and Kathy Hilton. We're still getting even more humor out of her. I'm sure there's more to come. Thank God. I think about this all the time that they didn't put the who's hunky dory in the trailer. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Because they like, really didn't do Kathy justice in the trailer, which I'm happy about. I think yes. that was intentional. They that was one of the smartest moves they've made in a while because her surprise humor like in every episode has been just like such a joy and like they could have put like at the end of the first trailer like at the very end just Kathy going who's hunky dory <laughs> <laughs> and like blackout right that would have been hilarious they couldn't but, have like, planned this better though like with Kathy being friend of with such a dark storyline like it's genius it's fucking brilliant. In oh god, I hate it so much. Now, what do we think? What do we think the Garcelle Dorit drama is all about, Zach? I feel like you have your finger on the pulse of drama. Um, I don't know because Garcelle's talked about it, and she says that this feud comes out of nowhere. That she was kind of totally caught off guard by it, and then Dorit makes it seem like Garcelle's criticizing her a lot. I don't know if it's another like, oh, you showed up late because you were too busy taking photos for your Instagram or what, but it seems like, I mean, it could have just been Dorit realized, oh, I didn't have much of a storyline going on. Let me just, you know, poke at Garcelle and Garcelle's like, bitch, I'm not the one to play with. Oh, she's good. I'm I'm liking her more and more every episode. I liked her initially last season. I think she just, she's been a slow, slow burn to understand the assignment, yeah. like Wendy, similarly, how it took them a second to like get why they're here. I think last season she thought it was going to be a bit more of like a documentary about her life. No, because last season she, it was she should have been a friend of. It's crazy that she was a full time housewife, Garcelle. I mean, just because like she was never there, and so this well, they season they couldn't demote her. Right, but this season no, they're giving no. her full time, and she's yeah. giving us full time housewife. Because we didn't get that last season. No, she's she's working hard for it, and I, I like it. 
it, it's so fun to have so many storylines. Yeah. You know, it's like this has to be the gold standard of when when they're casting and producing. You know, we need we need multiple storylines operating underneath one large one. You know, like that's that's when the show is at its best, right? Like, like for my favorite season of Roni of all time is the um I think it's I believe season nine or season eight the one with Tom and Luann's marriage. <laughs> What I love about that season is that like this season, right, there's this umbrella over the whole season that is Luann and Tom, right? And Luann and Tom, that that storyline gives an opportunity to branch into all these other ones because Tom had fucked Sonia, Tom had fucked Ramona. <laughs> and then underneath that, we have even more storylines because Bethany's fighting with Ramona, right? We have like Carol, like, th- there, like there's so many different dynamics operating underneath. So we can like really get like, Oh, and Jules is there somehow in the mix. And like we we get we get a show, you know. When we just have one thing pushing us through the whole way, it's it's such it's such a snooze. So I'm That's happy why that Roni's so bad right now is because right. there's no like there's none no, of the women are bringing it. They're all phoning no. it in. And there's no central storyline, there's no real little storyline. I mean, Bershawn came in and she came in like a wrecking ball. I'm like, where the what the fuck? You just got here two seconds ago. Like too hot to handle, girl. Take it back. Oh my god. Oh yeah, god. she came like, in hot. Like a linebacker. Like, and I was like, what like, the fuck? I feel like I just got tackled on a football field. <laughs> I keep saying her microphone can't pick her up because she operates at the lowest decibel and and a yeah. rasp. She's like Leah, there's people talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) Leah's like, who? And she's like, I don't know. I just thought I'd say something at this dinner. (laughs) Because no one else is talking about anything. (laughs) Uh, I was bored, so. (laughs) Um, No, but we have a lot to look forward to on Beach. Who, who, I guess the best question to end on with you, Zach, is uh, whose side are you on? Well, not whose side. Uh, Where are you laying on Erica? It's interesting because I've covered this case so heavily and I've done so many deep dives. I'm planning my Mm -hmm. next deep dive that's coming out later this week or at least, yeah, probably this weekend. But it's hard because the more I dive into the case, the more I actually start to believe she really didn't know as much as everyone wants her to, 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 she's not as guilty as everyone wants her to be. And I think it's a lot more of this like, you know, LVP stands and Denise Richards stands that, you know, just didn't like her from the get go that are continuing to kind of double down on that hate that are driving that train. Because if you think about it, we haven't really gotten anything. And and that's not great either that she hasn't really given us much, but at the same time she was filming this show as it was all breaking. So I'm like, let's see what she actually gives us throughout this season. And then that'll kind of, you know, tweak things a little bit more. But like when you look into Tom's past, when you look into his history, when you look into his ex-wife, when you look into their relationship, like, she really was just a pretty trophy that he kept on the on the shelf and brought her out whenever she wanted to. And I think, yeah. you know, with her history, she kind of played that role, mm-hmm. you know, to get the career that she wanted and to take care of her son at the beginning, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that you bring up all. And I think and like- my biggest issue with everybody right now is everyone's ripping this woman apart. And I get it, you know, one I'm I'm like, I'm reserving my judgment until we have the full story, but like. So many people are focusing on her when all the attention should be on this man that has decades, way before Erica, Mm -hmm. decades of 
crimes that have been committed against people. I mean, my newest deep dive shows that like for 20 years prior to meeting Erica, even before the Aaron Brockovich case, because that's what I thought was it was after Aaron Brockovich that he started to rip people off. And I originally thought it was like a snowball effect where he like took a little money and then I was like, oh, this is easy. Let me take a little more. And then he had to take out all these big loans to make up for that money. And then I realized, no, this was an entire like scheme and system that he had been doing for decades. Um, And yeah, when you've been scheming that long, like you, you don't tell people everything because you're trying to protect yourself at the end. And I think he's the one we need to project our anger towards. He's the one that actually ripped people off. I mean, we saw him a few weeks ago. He went out to dinner or went out to lunch in Pasadena with his, his real estate agent or sorry, his travel agent. And he's having wine. And I'm like, and we're just okay with this man going out and having lunch and having wine when yet Erica, you know, cries and we rip her apart about whether or not right. she's wearing waterproof mascara and whether or not that's real. Like, it's just, it's so the double standard we have in our country to rip apart a woman compared to giving this man a pass when we're like, oh, ha ha ha, look at, he's already onto his next woman. He's dating a new blonde chick. And I'm just like, it to me, it makes my head spin because I'm like, there's just a lot more to that whole situation than we're probably ever going to know absolutely yeah that's all so well said and i i agree i i also think that in we 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 say this a lot on this podcast and that is that multiple things can be true right i think that a lot of times people pinpoint people as good or bad yeah based on their views and (laughs) and people and everyone can be a lot you know everyone can be good and bad you know and and i think there's a world where she didn't know about anything, but that she also might not be like a superstar for turning a blind eye in situations where she should have looked at them. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So we can, we can be critical of that, but we also don't need to be like, you're, you're a trash monster deserves to go to prison for the rest of your life. When like me, like there has to be nuance to these conversations. Yeah. People get so mad about things and it's like, lives are on the line i understand we do need to be pretty mad about it but like from her point of view like there's just it's it's complicated and we have to wait to like hear the whole thing to to come down on her so hard about yeah yeah and and reserving that judgment doesn't mean you don't feel bad for the victims and you don't want them to get justice like you can very much be like this was fucked up and they deserve their you know their day in court and like they deserve everything because they've been ripped off but that doesn't mean that you can't also be like, well, maybe Erica isn't as guilty or maybe this, you know, like you can have the, like you said, it's, it's multi-layered and you can have multiple opinions about the, all of this. Yeah. thousand percent. Then maybe we need to pivot the name of this podcast. So multiple things are true. Cause we say it like <laughs> yeah, every we week. Do. <laughs> true. <laughs> because people, I think it's, I think, I think it's come up so much with us because getting like the Bravo community can be so black or white, right? Like they are literally and figuratively (laughs) when it comes down to some issues, because like people just decide that if someone is, everyone's either good or bad. There's no nuance to like why someone can do something nice and also be like Ramona can be empathetic in moments with Leah and other women. Like she's been very empathetic with Bethany in the past while also telling Bethany that she's going to end up alone. So like, (laughs) it's also like housewife villains. Like people are like, Oh, they're a villain. They're a terrible person. I'm going to rip apart their kids and their family in the comment section. It's like, 
this is a woman that's that's doing a job. Mm-hmm. She's showing up and her job is to start drama so that you have something to talk about on Thursday night. You know what I mean? Right. Like this doesn't make that person an evil, horrible person. Like I always see them pick on like, you know, Bethany or Teresa or Lisa Rinna. And they're like, oh, they're just evil people. And I'm like, this is a character you're watching on a television show. This is days of our lives right now, okay? And just Absolutely. because they play a villain on television doesn't make this person, you know, true garbage in the dumpster dive. <laughs> right. We don't. We would all have bad seasons. Oh, Everyone absolutely. here would have a bad. We would. We have good seasons. I would have, we have I, bad every seasons. episode would be a different bad or good for me. So. Right, right, right. And that's why you'd be great. Ding. <laughs> well, Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Um, uh, you have the best takes and the best deep dives. Yes. If you do not follow Zach, follow him, and he's going to do one more plug for all that stuff right now. Take yes. it away. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. You can follow my podcast at No Filter with Zach, and you can buy my wine at NoFilterWine.com. Like I said, it's 12.8% alcohol. It's going to get you a litty city. There's less than a gram of sugar, so you're probably not going to end up hungover because I know I, I can throw them back and I can have a good night. So you're going to enjoy it. Listen to my podcast, hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Tom was on. Tom was great. We had a lot of laughs. And yeah, get ready. We did have fun. I know you're you're so good and perform- oh my dog's coming in to say hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> you're so good and professional, and I'm like here to like go on tangents, and you're like trying to land the plane, and I'm like, no, but like let's talk about that. <laughs> um, no, but I had a blast, and uh, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet, and you can follow Kicks. at Kicks Hamlet. That's spelled C I X. Yeah, and then the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod and uh, support us on Patreon. We are still covering uh, America's Next Top Model Cycle 4 there. Check that out. We're having a blast doing that. And um, everyone have a great night. Everyone say bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>